Hi, and welcome to No BS Women's Health, the podcast giving a big voice to the things women worry about. I'm Chloe Bunter, Pilates teacher trainer and creator of the Pilates Instructor Hub. My mission is to help you feel empowered in your body to move fearlessly. And I'm Kate Spina, nutritionist, award-winning chef, eating disorder survivor, helping you feel more confident about what you eat. Together, we're delivering the truth bombs you need to feel more empowered about your health, physical, emotional, and mental. If you find this episode helpful, we'd love you to leave us a review, subscribe, and share this with other women in your life. Hello, everyone. Hi, Chloe. How are you? Hi, Kate. I'm good. How are you? I'm really well. I'm very excited to talk about today's topic, especially after last week's episode about diet culture. Mm, So what is today's topic? So if you did listen to last week's episode on diet culture, if you've done any diets at all, if you're sick of being in that diet binge cycle, but you're not sure how to eat without a diet, then today's episode is totally your jam. We are talking about intuitive eating or otherwise known as how you were born knowing how to eat anyway. Well, I'm, I've been really looking forward to this episode. And um, just before we get into it, just mindful that there is a trigger warning Uh, There may be mention of um, eating disorders and disordered eating. So if that's something you would prefer not to um, listen to today, please feel free to uh, jump out now. Um, And like always, I think there'll probably be some swear words. So um, if swear swear words aren't your jam, um, again, you can tap out. Um, or you might just be more mindful when the little ones are around. It's it's up to you. But there will probably, I'm sure, at some point there will be some swear words. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think I get when I get worked up, I swear a bit. So I'm get I get pretty worked up about this. But I just swear a bit in general. Like I I think you yeah. know I've tried doing the whole like you know it's just in this circumstance or this. I think I'm just a bit of a swear bear. I can <laughs> rein it in. I know when to you know. Like, I remember only fun story, and this one will get my sister giggling. I only ever in my entire life swore once in front of my dear Nan. Only once. She was there, there was no swear. I never heard a swear word in that house. And it was once when we were at the dinner table, and my brother had done something to really annoy me, and I definitely used the F word. In front of Nan, and I just remember she went, oh, 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 no, oh, no, you didn't say that. And I was like, oh, no, oh, oh, uh, sorry, he pushed me to it. (laughs) And I never, ever swore in front of her again. Um, Yeah, fun side story, um, my beautiful Nan. Um, So before we get into today as well, I just want to have a chat about the incredible, well, a big shout out to our amazing audience for our new podcast and to the really heartfelt reception and the and the beautiful land warm landing 
that that it's found? Have how are you feeling about it, Kate? Oh, it's been so lovely. It's been amazing. I mean, we've we've had messages together on the um, No BS Women's Health Podcast Instagram account. We've had it individually. Um, so so much positive feedback about our episode about diet culture and people feeling like they're not alone mm. in their condition. And that's that's incredible because what I feel happens with diets is that we end up blaming ourselves and feeling like we've failed. Mm. If some, if one person out there has suddenly realised it's not their fault and they, they're not a failure in that respect, then I, I'm just absolutely stoked. And that's the feedback we've been getting, that people feel less alone mm. when it comes to thinking about, you know, you know dieting confusion. Mm. So that's, that's been fantastic. It feels like a great deal of solidarity there. And mm. um, I feel- that was our aim. That was our aim. Yeah, that was our aim. And I feel like we're going to be able to grow this incredible community where we can all be there, you know, support each other, cheer each other on, each other on, call out the bullshit. And um, I'm really loving that. So if you're listening and you haven't come and joined us yet over on our dedicated podcast Instagram, that's uh, No BS Women's Health Podcast on Instagram, please do so. We'd love to really uh, flesh that out for our community and where you can come to interact with us, where you can let us know what topics you would like us to talk about. We've had some great suggestions so far um we have coming up for you here's some little testers coming up for you we'll do an episode on pms i mean who doesn't want to do an episode on pms oh gosh did you hear how my tone change thing kate <laughs> pms <laughs> Rah. um it's like why why in human resources didn't they have a pms monster um i guess they had the hormone monsters um but yeah, yeah. So we'll do like PMS, um, we're going to do burnout, um, burnout, burnout. that's going to be an awesome one. Um, and Kate, this you'll be happy about this topic because I know you wanted to do it just before I had a request for to talk about the pill. Um, so Ooh. yes, and I know, and I, I literally wrote back and I said, Kate's chomping at the bit to do that, <laughs> to do that topic. Yeah, and I love your reaction there, your your authentic reaction. Oh, yes, please. <laughs> let me, let me. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, the pros and cons. And, yeah. um, and making sure that if you choose the pill that you have, you, that you're making that an informed choice, mm. um, which is similar to, I think, what we tried to do with the diet culture episode. Yes. If, you, if you want to diet, go for it. You eat how you want to eat, but just make sure that it's an informed choice and you're aware of, you know, the statistical likelihood of that diet working for you and the possible negative effects. And if you're happy with those risks, you go for it. Yeah, and I love that you've just said that, Kate, because <clears throat> some of the, excuse me, um, definitely it's, it's interesting. And I, I've seen some different discussions around lately where it's like, you know, comments such as don't replace fat shaming with diet shaming. Um, don't tell women not to diet because then again, you're telling them what to do. So I think it's, I think, you know, it's really important that you're listening to this, um, is that 
we're not saying don't do this, do this. We're saying, hey, let's let's bust this open. Let's take the windscreen wipers off, right? Let's make this as avert as possible. And then like any other human being, you have a choice then. You have autonomy. What choice? What informed choice? And that is the key word. What informed choice? When you cut out the bullshit, there we go. We've got a swear word and we are off and running. But what informed choice do you want to make? Do you yeah. want to make? Absolutely. Whether it's the diets, whether it's the pill, um, you know, we get so much information about alcohol. Like alcohol is a very informed choice in, you know, in Australia. Cigarettes? Cigarettes, like you get informed choice and and hopefully that um, these episodes help you feel more confident about the right choice for you with enough no bullshit information to actually make that decision. Yeah. So that's yeah. where we're at. And I get, um, I get, I get tingly, goosebumpy things um, thinking about that and how awesome that is, and how fantastic it is that we can now be in this era where we have this avenue of being more informed, right? And and having those blinkers taken off um, more so than ever before. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited about this and I'm, I'm just blown away by the reception, blown away by the downloads, the support, the, the cheering on from other women. I feel that, um, I am so appreciative of that. And, um, yeah, the fact that I get to chat to you, Kate, about these is, um, I don't know. I'm like, how did I get so lucky? I get so lucky <laughs> oh babe the pleasure is mine um totally so <laughs> on that note though mm. let's, let's get into let's intuitive. yeah let's, let's do it let's bust some myths let's get rid of the bullshit and yeah. let's give you let's give you some key steps to explore a different option to dieting and I think um I mean Chloe, I, I don't know about you, but I know that like after my eating disorder, I had spent 10 years like rigidly controlling my eating. Mm. When I got to the end of that and it's just like I can't do this any longer and I was going through recovery, I had no idea how to eat normally. Mm. I'd like it's like learning to walk again. I had I had no idea. Um and that's when I when I see my clients in my private practice I hear that so often I just want to eat normally mm. I just I just want to stop obsessing about food mm. um have you had a time in your life when you felt the same yeah well when I um yeah abs- absolutely I think that this notion of um <clears throat> eating normally is yeah it's kind of it it feels uh, disconnected a lot of the a lot of the time particularly in narratives obviously that we see in social media and here and there and in regards to myself personally um, I think when I think about it and I think any time that I have potentially wanted to lose some weight for whatever reason for whatever reason 
for me to lose weight, my mindset is, okay, well then, because this is what you're told, okay, well, I'm going to need to count calories. I'm going to need to be really specific with portion size, with, you know, let's call them macros, whatever you want to call it, right? And I always start that process off going, yeah, I'm feeling good and feeling motivated and like, oh yeah, feeling awesome. You know, like I, I, I find myself feeling like that. I'm just like, okay, I'm feeling really energized. And then very quickly, maybe a few days in, maybe a week in and again, this is just my personal experience. I'm not saying this is everyone's experience, but then ultimately that obsession on, on having to think about every single freaking macro, every single calorie you're obs- you you're just thinking about the next thing you eat and do you have enough this or enough points or enough whatever right mm. to be able to eat that thing and it takes you so far away from <laughs> what even is considered normal eating and then i you know i'm the first to put my hand up and go that any time i have um lost you know weight on some sort of diet or some sort of calorie restriction or whatever way I may have done that yeah inevitably I probably put that back on or I come back to some sort of what I call an equilibrium I don't even know if that's a thing I don't know if we've all got I mean you'd be able to help inform me on this if we've all got this kind of sort of is there this kind of sort of happy place that Mm -hmm. our bodies like to sort of stay at from a body weight perspective is that yeah it's called set weight point. Oh, wow. Okay. It is a thing. A thing. Oh, okay. So in, I, I'm inevitably, Kate, I always come back to my set weight point. Like I, I can know what that is. I always come back to that. It's it's where I'm at if I'm not thinking about it. Mm. Oh, and, and, if, it. and if I want to think about it, I have to fight. <laughs> I have to fight against it. Yeah. So yeah, it becomes a fight. Does yeah, it becomes a yeah. fight with myself. Hmm. Yeah, that's it. So what intuitive eating says? It's like the diet part of you fighting with, like, the authentic part of you, mm. or the food part of you. And what what intuitive eating is is it's just that it's just that knowledge, that fact that you are the expert of your body and your food choices right as opposed to a random diet book or diet plan or app telling you what to eat Mm -hmm. nothing about you doesn't know your genetics doesn't know what you've done that day doesn't know how hungry you are doesn't know what foods you like to eat Mm. and when like and if you've been dieting that that idea of being in charge of your food choices can feel freaking scary. Mm. But um, truth bomb for you, Mm. you were born an intuitive eater. Mm. So this is not something you have to learn for the first time. This is just something you can reconnect with and reclaim. I love that. So something you can reconnect with and reclaim yeah. without it needing to occupy your mind at all times. No, look at how children eat. Mm. Like they are so intuitive. Um, 
And if you can think back, sometimes I get my clients to think back to a time when they weren't worrying about food and it goes back to before their first diet and sometimes sometimes they were children. It's heartbreaking. Sometimes they were in their teens. Occasionally you get someone in their early 20s. But so for you, if you're listening to this, think back to when you chose food without thinking about it. You might have to go back years, maybe it's decades, but just remind yourself that at one point that was that was possible for you and it can be possible again. Mm. So what about the and and you've pointed out to me that this is a misconception and a pretty common misconception that intuitive meeting uh, sorry intuitive eating just means well fuck it I'll eat whatever I want any other time. <laughs> it's like yeah. It's like, well, I'm an adult. If I want to eat birthday cake for breakfast, lunch and dinner every day, well, I can eat birth- birthday cake for breakfast, lunch and dinner every day. As if we haven't all had those thoughts before. I have, yeah. I have honestly walked into the supermarket and gone, I'm coming to get some dinner, <laughs> looked at the cake aisle and gone, I'm an adult. I could just buy that cake and have that cake for dinner if I want to. <laughs> and then I've gone, yeah, look... <laughs> Maybe I'm going to get myself something different for dinner. But, like, can you kind of – can you unpack that a bit for me and our listeners? Absolutely. So. <laughs> I'm so wanting cake right now, hey. Like, I, just FYI, I love cake. Um, I have one of the sweetest tooth that ever there was. You know how some people tend to be sweet or savoury or some people are both? I'm, I'm a sweet girl. Oh, I love cake so much. Even better if it's got icing on it. My God, give it icing and cream. Anyway, please take me away from this thread. (laughs) I'm sitting here thinking about cake now. Let's all eat cake. Let her eat cake. (laughs) There is this this idea and I I hear it quite commonly that, oh, I tried intuitive eating and I just – I just, you know, let myself eat whatever I wanted to and and I just I just binged for a week and mm. I felt all, and and I felt out of control. Mm. And um and that is a misconception that intuitive eating is simply just well eat when you're hungry and stop when you're full. But actually it's a lot more nuanced than that. Um there's this the brilliant book, um, and the the phrase intuitive eating was actually coined in 1995 as the title of a book by the fabulous Evelyn Triboli and Elise Resch. Um, We'll pop pop that in the resources if you actually want to dive a lot deeper into this. They have a workbook as well, which is fantastic. Um, And those authors actually outline 10 principles to intuitive eating and responding to your hunger is just one of them. Mm. And because when you're dieting, you are conditioned to believe that hunger is the enemy. Mm. Just suddenly responding to it does not feel safe. You may not even recognise hunger. You may be so used to ignoring it that you don't even know what hunger feels like. And if you do let yourself respond to it, you may not know what comfortable fullness feels like. Because we're so used to, you know, not eating too much. We're so used to restricting food that we're sort of either perpetually hungry or 
we've decided that we've blown it and then we over yeah. And so we're uncomfortably full. Mm. And we don't know that spot in the middle where we are satisfied and comfortable and calm mm. and nourished. And so going from, you know, dieting, hunger is your enemy, ignore it, restrict, um, and then cycling from that into a binge cycle, knowing how to respond to your hunger is not going to happen overnight. So you really need to think about hunger is not the enemy and reconnect with how you experience hunger, where do you feel it in your body. A lot of us don't feel it in our stomach. Oh. I, I get hangry. I think I'm feeling it in my brain. Yeah, I get hangry. Yeah, I get hangry. Yeah, so most people will feel hangry. I get like edgy, know. a bit like. Yeah, I get a bit murdery actually. A bit? Did you say a bit murdery? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dear listeners, did she just say she gets a bit murdery? So, um, thank you for that warning, Kate, because when you and I catch up in real life in a week, uh, I'm going to ensure that we catch up somewhere in a restaurant. We're going to get you nice and fed and <laughs> I'm not going to be murdered that day. Don't worry. I normally I normally feel murdery. Oh. Where are you going you know, with this? It's not, a, it's not a normal response, but commonly <laughs> PMS. I'm a bit murdery with PMS. I think. Okay, well, I don't really get PMS. So. Right. Okay. Okay. So, but lucky you, the, by the way, just quietly. On the rare occasion that I feel murdery, it's usually. <laughs> It's usually correlating with me not getting enough carbs. So along with that feeling of, oh, my God. We're meeting in a cake shop. (laughs) Yeah, where I could kill someone. I normally don't even have the energy to raise my arms. So it's like, oh, my God, I could kill someone if I even had the energy. So FYI. This took such a dark turn. Get enough carbs, ladies. It makes you nicer. It makes you feel nicer. Makes you less murdery. You're less murdery. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Just yeah. Write write that down. <laughs> um, truth bomb. <laughs> truth bomb. Carbs make you feel less murdery. Yeah. Awesome. That will be going on oh, the Instagram grid. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Find a photo that goes with that, Chloe. That's oh, your next. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Um. So yes. Figure out whether feeling murdery is part of your <laughs> signals. Mm-hmm. Do you feel hunger? So, yes, do you feel hunger in your stomach? Do you feel a drop of energy? Mm. Do you feel distracted? Do you feel hangry? Do you feel murdery? Take this time right now to go, right, do I even recognise my hunger? Because if you don't recognise it, you can't respond to it appropriately. Mm. Yeah. And then the next step is... Do I know when I'm comfortably full? That's it. I'm going to put my hand up and go, that is probably for me the toughest. I'm pretty conscious of when I'm hungry. Um, yeah. It like hits me with full force. It's really quite like I get, yeah, you know, yeah like <laughs> pretty aware of it and I need to eat. Um, but I have a hard time recognizing when I am just happy full. 
And yeah. more often than not, I would say I go that I'm not sure. And then I eat that bit more. And then I get to that place where it's like, oh, now my stomach kind of hurts. Like that yeah. uncomfortable. It was like, oh, I should have stopped that bit before. And I probably would have felt more energized better. Yeah. So what? How do you do- tap into that? Like how, what are the, do you know what I mean? Like, how do you do it? That's, that's practice and curiosity and experimenting. Mm. So if you have that, you know, that last mouthful and you go, oh, I shouldn't have had that last mouthful. I don't feel, I felt better like 10 minutes ago. Mm. Then you can try and remember what that feeling was in your stomach, uh, yep. body, your mood, um, and then think about can you tap into that feeling the next time you eat and get curious and experiment. And that's the beautiful thing about intuitive eating. It tells you, it reassures you that every day is different and you can gather information. You can get curious mm. about your relationship with food, mm. gather information and use it to make more aligned choices for you next time, mm. whereas dieting is either like you have to eat exactly like this and if you don't, you fail. Mm. I absolutely love that, get curious, because, I mean, I would we, we talk about that with exercise as well and people finding, you know, a style of exercise that actually – they enjoy that you know it they want to do again um and things like that and that's what ends up leading them to want to do that that more um actually i i'm not sure who the author is but i'm i'm gonna get the book and look into it more um one of my awesome friends and fellow pilates instructors jade ritchie uh sent me through a really great book uh just earlier a recommendation for a book called intuitive exercising and yeah, she was like, I think you might be really interested in this. I'm like, you are correct, I am. So I will get that, read that, look at that more, and then that could be something we could we could chat about. But it's it's sort of I'm hearing what you're saying and I'm thinking how that comes into play with exercise as well. And yeah, cool. Okay. So and so I think there what you're saying is we need to to find out, you know, to tap into intuitive eating. <clears throat> we need to be able to recognize hunger and we also need to be able to recognize satiety. And um, in order to do that, there's going to be some experimenting, some give and take. Now, I would suspect that that's quite challenging for someone, Kate, who has been always very, or for however amount of time, has been very regimented with mm. how they eat, very controlled. And um, to give up that that sense of control in order to experiment. So, what are some tips there? Like, how do you? Oh, abs. Okay. Because I'd I say have... this is a big part of your work, right? This would be a big yeah, part of what you do. This is a massive part. Um, it's such a privilege. It's such a shame, though, that so many of us are confused about food. Mm. But it's such a privilege to bring people into a place where they go, oh, I forgot I had chocolate in the fridge. Like that's, that's, that's so wonderful for me. But two things. So if you're reconnecting with your hunger and you're experimenting what fullness feels like and, and something that is also key to intuitive eating is softening your restriction of foods that you think are good and bad, like looking at foods as all neutral, as you're doing that process, 
And if it feels difficult, I want you to think about how much time and effort and money you have put into dieting. And recognize that reversing the negative effects of that is also going to take some time and effort. Mm. So hopefully it happens really quickly for you. But if you've been chronically dieting on and off for 15, 20 years, you are not going to suddenly slip into intuitive eating in one week. Mm. I wish you would, but unfortunately it's it's changing how you think about food um, in a society, we talked about this last week, in a society that is built on diet culture. Mm. And if you if you have a look at the 10 principles of intuitive eating in the intuitive eating book, one of the principles is like rejecting diet culture and just saying no. So if you need help with that and you haven't listened to our diet culture episode, yeah, jump and, and give that a really, a really good go after this. Yeah. Um, so, yes, know that it's going to take time and look if, it, if that release of control, if softening that restriction on foods, if looking at them in a more neutral light feels really challenging, I want you to think about what that restriction has done for you up until now. If you think that if you can only, like you can only eat healthy by controlling your food, I'm going to ask you this. This is a truth bomb. Think about this carefully. Mm-hmm. Tell me what food you restrict and I will tell you what you binge on. Guaranteed. Guaranteed guaranteed. that it's the same, same thing? Guaranteed it's the same food. So if a client comes to me and I I get all my clients to fill out forms about what foods they like and they don't like and what foods they restrict and, (laughs) and what foods they crave and guaranteed the foods they restrict are always the foods that they crave. Right. So, and like if you've decided to cut out bread, how much do you want bread? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's like people go, oh, I binge on chocolate. I'm like, oh, cool, do you keep chocolate in the house? Oh, no, I don't keep chocolate in the house because I would just binge on it, but then I go out to binge on it. So, Uh, yeah. Yeah. Look, I I am definitely, I, (laughs) if I have chocolate in the house I will eat it all oh yeah I will <laughs> so, I always so but I'm aware of that when I get it I'm like yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna eat it all um <laughs> but if it's I in the house I eat it all I remember once I saved a bit and I was so excited when I found it again I was like oh I'm so grateful to pass Chloe for leaving this for future Chloe thank you <laughs> I remember I was really tired or something and I had to do something I was like oh open the car I was like oh wow Thank you. <laughs> but isn't that is that so so the whole because I this is a pretty common narrative that if you have you know I hear this from from multiple women that if they have chocolate or whatever that thing is in the house yeah. that they will eat it all and I I remember it um used to really frustrate me my um ex partner who I lived with many, 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 many years ago, um, he was able to, we'd get the, like, get the chocolate and he was able to have like two, you know, two or three squares of it and that's it. We'll just wrap it up yeah. and put it away. I'm like, what, how, what? Just didn't think about it again. Yeah, because he wasn't restricting it. He knew that he could have some more chocolate tomorrow. Yeah. 
Whereas yeah. what what we do, if you're in it, if you're in that dieting mentality, if you've fallen off your diet wagon and you've had the chocolate, the idea is that, oh well, tomorrow I'm just going to diet harder and I'm never having chocolate again, so I may as well finish it all tonight. Oh, as if we haven't all said that to ourselves at some point. Yeah, we've all said it, <laughs> and, and we do that for two reasons: because a oh, well, I may as well eat it tonight because I can't ever have it again. Yeah. And B, if I eat it all, it's out of the house. It can't tempt me tomorrow. Yeah. And that gives so much power yeah. to, a, to a food. Like reclaim that power back. That Tim Tam is just a fucking Tim Tam. Like, oh, hallelujah. <laughs> Sorry, like I'm not saying it's not delicious, but and I'm not saying this is not one of the scariest things that that I've had to go through, you know, years ago and that I see other people going through. But ultimately, when you go, I can't have the food in the house, that's not control, that's just geography. Oh like, I just, love that. Oh my god. You're giving so much power to that food. What if that food had no power over you at all? That's the goal of intuitive eating, that when you decide to have the chocolate, you're deciding it because, oh, I feel like chocolate. Have the chocolate rather than the chocolate's in the pantry, but I'm not allowed to have it, so I'm going to have some rice cakes, but I still feel like chocolate, so I'm going to have some dates with peanut butter in them, but I still feel like chocolate. And then eventually you eat all the other foods, but then you have the chocolate. And you eat the chocolate too. It's almost like... It's, and then you eat all the chocolate. It's yeah. almost like the chocolate's got a little voice and it's like, mm, I'm still in here. <laughs> you yeah. know you want to eat me. <laughs> I'm here. Come on. I'm delicious. Which, That's yes, it. you are delicious. You are delicious chocolate. Delicious. Yeah. So what you want your food to be, you know the <laughs> M&M ad? You know the yeah. M&M ad <laughs> yeah. where they're always being scared of being eaten? <laughs> yeah. That's the dynamic you want. <laughs> not, not the, not the M and M's going. I love eat that so me, much. Eat me. Eat you me. want the M and M's going far out? Is she going to choose us to eat today? Maybe, <laughs> maybe not. Who knows? But we're scared. Like you know, that's the food. <laughs> the food is has no power over you. It only has as much power as you give it, and that power increases the more you restrict it. Wow, you just like blown my mind. Um, I'm just sitting here and I'm sure many of our listeners are as well thinking, wow, the power I have given food. Um, Yes, this is such a fantastic mindset shift. Mm. Um, That is just absolutely brilliant, Kate. And and we're at the time of our – I mean, Chloe, you and I have spoken about this. We're at the time of our life where – we're reclaiming our power. Mm. Like reclaim it, reclaim it from food. Um, mm. And and just like, and and then free up that mental real estate mm. to think that's much more important. So if you have like started to reconnect, so your pathway away from dieting, if you so choose, and reconnecting with intuitive eating, because remember, you were born knowing how to do this. Mm. You're just... Being back in touch with it is reconnecting with that hunger and that fullness, softening the restriction on food because it's not serving you anyway. Um, 
And something that's really important, and I strongly recommend that you replay this bit um, and work through these questions, grab a pen, grab a piece of paper and figure out what foods you actually like to eat. Because eating normally is, you know how we said that um, intuitive eating was nuanced? It's not just or eat whatever I want when I'm hungry and stop when I'm full, you can also think about how you want to feel. Mm. How do I want my feel? Okay, so um, I feel like, so how do you want to feel? What do you have available to you? What foods you like? What foods you dislike? Mm. Um, foods do you avoid because you think they're bad? What foods do you choke back because they're meant to be good for you? Um but also like thinking about how you feel. So, for example, if so, this is grab that pen and paper, write down the foods you actually like, the foods you don't like, don't eat them. No. <laughs> write down the foods. Like easy. Uh, I don't like carrot sticks. Shoot me. Um, are, there some... <laughs> are you allowed to say that as a nutritionist? I'm joking. I don't joking. think I am actually. <laughs> I think a little nutrition theory just died somewhere. Um, Anyway, got murdered. <laughs> got murdered. Got got murdered by another nutrition fairy that hadn't had enough carbs. Um, are there foods you? If don't anyone knows like? how to animate out there, I feel like that would have been a really cool little animation series <laughs> with Kate's head on it. <laughs> Make it happen, Chloe. <laughs> I'm just, there's so many good good ideas for Instagram posts here. Yes, um, mur- murdering fairies. Write that down. Um, Oh, God. Um, <laughs> it's not even Friday afternoon, Kate. <laughs> oh, We've okay. lost it. I love this. I love this. Okay. 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 We would, let's, start, let's start that pen and paper situation from the top again. So the first thing was, the first thing okay. was write down the foods you like, write down the foods you don't like. Yep. Write down any foods you eat but you don't really like, but you eat them because they're good for you. And mm-hmm. you know what? Everyone does this with quinoa. Yeah, I'm not that into quinoa. No, it's okay if you've got a really nice dressing with it or if it's in a really good salad. But yeah. Do you, you remember pro- wheatgrass shots that got really famous oh. back in, like we would have been in our early 20s, like early, yeah. early 20s. It was vile. And everyone was obsessed with them and every like, um, you, if you went past any cafe or anything, they had like the grass like growing and yeah. they'd chop it off. And then I threw up the first time I had one of those. It's an instant, for me, it's an instant reflux. And I I have, like, I can't drink anything with that green stuff in it now to this day without yeah. the same <laughs> yeah. response. I get you. So, so wheatgrass, wheatgrass is a no. It's a no on my list. Grass is a no for you. And then write down other foods that you love but you don't eat because you think they're bad for you or they're unhealthy. And then think about what that actually does to you. In trying to avoid those foods, do you end up binging on them anyway? Mm. Um, And then think about how you want your food to make you feel. So this is a lot to unpack. Like, you know, these steps, you might be able to work through a lot of these steps by yourself. You know, how you want your food to make you feel. You may not have the awareness to... Um, align very specific food choices with very specific health goals. But most of us know that, you know, how we're eating when we feel like we have more energy. Mm. 
you know, so think about what, what are you eating mm. or, or how often are you eating? You know, do you notice you have more energy when you have something specific for breakfast as opposed to when you don't have breakfast? You know, so think about what are you eating when you're feeling mentally and physically your best? Mm. Um, and that that's like there's some key steps here that you can you can start exploring an alternative to dieting with. So um, I, I would love to know how how people go with this. Mm. What's you know, reach out to us if you need a little bit of cheerleading support. If it feels a bit scary, um, we'll pop some extra resources into the show notes about where to go to get some more um, targeted support with this and what much more information. Mm. But um, and if this has brought up. Um, some big feelings for you are also put a link into the Butterfly Foundation for um, some disordered eating support as well if you feel that you need a bit more love in that direction. But, mm. yeah, there's a lot there. Yeah, gosh. So that's just so awesome. You've given us so many practical tips. For me, um, it's such a big takeaway, the power that we give food. To me, yeah. that's just like Wow. And when you say it like that, Kate, it seems so obvious. Yet I, you know, I've done that with food most of my life. Yeah, we all have. Yeah. We all and diet culture tells us this tells us it's normal. Mm. Like they diet culture and the diet industry actively encourage that fear of hunger. Mm. You know, mm. don't get hungry. Um, you know, have something to eat before you go to a party so you don't overeat. There's this idea that we are yeah. afraid of it. But think about when you're thirsty. If you let and, – and, and we go, oh, but, you know, when I get really hungry, I overeat. Of course you do, darling. What happens when you get really thirsty? If you go out for a run and you come back and you're thirsty, you will guzzle back a massive bottle of water. Yeah. And you don't you know, think, oh, I shouldn't be drinking this much water. No. <laughs> You're like, and I'm hunger, really thirsty. I'm going to drink it all. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And hunger is just the same. So mm. reconnecting with those signals. And also, just an FYI, men are never told to be afraid of their hunger. Just saying that. It's always women who are told to be scared of it. So, um, but, yes, mm. hunger your friend and, and just on that actually when you you just said that about men it was interesting um when you you and I in a in an email chat you mentioned to me that so many of the popular diets out there Atkins uh Noom I don't know you, you mentioned a whole heap are actually created by men yeah if you, I was trying to find the meme for you, Chloe, and I couldn't find it, but there was actually this like photo of basically the top 10 selling diets and their creators. And I think nine out of 10 of them were men. Hmm. Um, just, just popping that there is food for thought. Popping a little bit of the patriarchy <laughs> just here on the, <laughs> on the a little bit of patriarchy with your diet. Um, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's profiting from your anxiety, darling, because it's not you. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm, 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 mm. So um, also before we wrap up, 
I just wanted to, because I mentioned that book earlier, um, and I just I did actually find the title and the author just to <laughs> ensure I'm giving an appropriate shout out. I haven't. I do want to say I haven't read the book yet, but this is on my to read book, um, and it was recommended to me by the awesome Jade. Um, it's called Train Happy. Uh, Train Happy. Um, an intuitive exercise plan for everybody and the book is by Tully Rye, T-A-L-L-Y, Rye. Yeah, so I'll, oh. I'll read it and I'll give us a little book club review. Oh, awesome. Mm. That sounds fantastic. Well, Kate, this has been I, – this I found this to be entertaining and very informative and I feel like – I. <laughs> Has this happened? This is the same thing that happened with yours and my perimenopause chat, which if you're thinking, ah, did we miss that? You can actually see the recording of that. That was on Instagram Live. That was on my Chloe Bunter Pilates Instagram. Kate and I will um, record uh, another episode um, on – we will record an episode on perimenopause here on the podcast because it is so helpful – but what I found with that, when I was listening to Kate talk and she's like, get the pen, get the paper, I'm like, oh, can't hear in the live with you. I very <laughs> much went back afterwards with my pen and paper and sat down and wrote down all the things you said to write down. So I have a little, a little um, word document that says Kate's advice. <laughs> so like this is, this is really <laughs> helpful advice, crew. And um, so, yeah, write it down. Write it down. Yeah. Write it down. Not not the bit about the murdery. Not the murdery. Not the murdery. Unless you can turn Kate into flying fairies, um, then go for it. Please animate that as a story. Look, don't don't worry. As long as I get enough carbs, I'm normally very very happy and even killed. But yes, there you go. That's one of my hunger. Yeah. Make sure your hunger signals. I love that. Well, Kate, this has been awesome. And as always, uh, our dear listeners, please let us know your feedback. Let us know, uh, did we hit the mark for you? What else would you like us to talk about? What would you like us to expand on? We hope that this episode has been a really nice um, follow-up episode to go with episode one. So if you are coming in on episode two, please go back and listen to episode one on diet culture as well, because I think they feed into each other really well. Um, And this is, well, what do we do if we're not in that diet culture cycle? And how do we, how do we heal after being in that diet culture cycle? Yeah, they work. It's yet intuitive eating is just that, is that obvious option for God, I hate diets, but I just don't know how to eat without one. Yeah. So, that's yeah. So it's a really beautiful option that can help you think less about food and have the have the M and M's scared of you instead of you being scared of them. Yes, and I just want to let, let's wrap it on taking back your power and your brain space. If you take out, like, I just love Kate how you keep coming back to this. That if you take out that thing that you're obsessing on, that you don't need to be obsessing on, what else could you do with that brain space? And there's so many amazing possibilities. Yeah, no, that's it. Reclaim your reclaim your brain space. Think about all the other things that are so much more interesting. Stress less. Move forward step into your power these are all the things we we wanted for this podcast chloe um and today has been an absolute pleasure 
Thank you, Kate. Thank you, everyone. Bye.